You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. Well, we got big news coming in earlier this morning at 930. Sham Sharania of The Athletic. In fact, I think it's Shams now. Shams, and I've realized Shams, early, yeah, it's Shams. So I've been saying Shams forever yeah. essentially when i first learned how to pronounce it somebody told me shams i thought it, it was, was and then me. i finally like, heard back it back in the day it probably was like, you i'm gonna blame you, you anyway i knew i was gonna get blamed for it but again you gotta just think about it walker like he makes money now so he goes it may have really been shams but now it's shams because he's rich that's what matters here it's probably not great that I didn't get the first name of really the second best insider and maybe even first if that's the thing you subscribe to and call him and pronounce it wrong. But either way, it's Shams now. That's what I've officially declared this podcast as the time that we get his first name right. But anyway, I'm sure that's why you were joining us to listen to our opinion on his first name. Sham Sharania of The Athletic tweeted out at 930 this morning that Terry Rozier and the Charlotte Hornets agreed to a four-year, $97 million extension, and the deal will kick in after this year, which it would equal out to $24.25 million annually. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what we talked about when the Charlotte Hornets were trying to figure out cap flexibility going down the line and how I said this might lead to a Terry Rozier extension and or contract agreement maybe after they let this year play out because they let Devontae Graham go to New Orleans. They got a lottery-protected first-round pick because of it. They allow Malik Monk to sign for the vet minimum uh, vet minimum, excuse me, with the L.A. Lakers. Both of those guys gone. It would have made sense to just bring Terry Rozier back, at least with that line of thinking, with all of the cap space that they had. Yeah. Um, so that's what they decided to do. I'm going to leave the floor to you first, Nada. Do you like this deal, and what are some of the first thoughts you have? My first thought was... Terry secured the bag, and I was very, very happy for him. I am okay with this deal. I am neither ecstatic nor am I, like, super mad about it. Am I concerned? A little bit. But So here's the thing real quickly. What Twitter Nada seems to be pretty excited about this. Twitter Nada is not excited about it. Twitter Nada will, will def- just decided to defend it. Because I already knew where it was coming. I uh, Like, I already knew where it was going. Like, and the thing is, I can defend it and I can understand it. I am not necessarily excited. But at the same time, all of it makes sense. And I guess that's where I'm, that's, that's where I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. I don't have to be excited about a deal to understand it or to like it. I can, I have to understand it to properly defend it. And that's what I'm doing here. But I am not necessarily excited. I understand the thinking behind it, and we'll get into it further. But I can also see what it also means, what they think about the roster going into next season as well. Yeah, I don't like it. And I knew you wouldn't. I, I, I hate it. I you know, I hate to be this way. I don't want to be this way. I want to just 
rejoice in the decisions that the Charlotte Hornets have made this entire offseason. Oh, dear. But I can't. I mean, look, how many times have I said on these airwaves, I say these airwaves, I'm on 730 the game, on those airwaves and on this podcast, that I didn't want to pay Terry Rozier $25 million a year. Yeah, you did. You warned everybody, but this is, here's the thing. I was also telling you that this was, this was coming. Like, and... And I mean, kind of. Yeah, well, we knew we knew something along the lines of this was coming, like something we kind of knew that this was coming. They had to pay somebody. They just chose to do Terry Rozier. I understand it. Yeah. All right. So let let me. This is some of the reason as to why I don't like it. All right. So Terry Rozier, he's getting twenty four and a quarter million dollars annually. The extension doesn't kick in until after this season, where he's going to make the eighteen million dollars on the first contract that he signed with the Charlotte Hornets. So he's going to be 28, okay. turning 29, the first year of that extension. His shooting splits last year, they were 45, 39, 82, right? 45% mm-hmm. from the field, 39 from three, 82 from free throw. I mean, that's awesome. Those are great shooting numbers. And that's compared to the 42%, 41%, 87% that he shot from the field, three-point land and free throw line the year prior to that. Here's what I'm worried about. If you split the season in half for Terry Rozier, the last 34 games he played, he shot 42-35-81. A little bit more similar to the year that he had prior, except for the three-point percentage, which I think is actual valid. I think that's legitimate. The first 35 games he played, he went bananas in this last season. So again, he's a bona fide shooter, and that's legitimately great. But that two-point percentage has never been in that stratosphere before, And that's an outlier that scares me, especially when you cut it in half. Now, maybe you think I'm arbitrarily coming up with splits to prove my case, which is fine. But I cut it in half, which is pretty standard. And if you want to say he got if you want to say he got tired, well, now Devontae and Malik aren't going to help him get any rest. And now you're relying on James Booknight year one to go and do all of that and then hopefully grow into that role. This is saying that you hit on James Booknight. You could even say the first half of the year resembled more closely his environment he'll be playing in with Gordon and Mello, both not injured yet at that time, and okay, but he also played a lot with Devontae in three-guard lineups where people were writing articles about how that three-guard lineup was really working, and remember, it took a while for Mello even to get real minutes in the in that scenario. Agreed. My, my point being... You know, there are some the three point shooting is really good, but man, 25 mil for that. Not I I can't. It's it's what I wanted to stay away from. That's the cost of doing business. And I look at it like this. And of what? Of of your what do you of? I'm confused at what kind of business that is. Like you're shooting. That is shooting for what he meant. Like there's a lot of the people business that meant like. For me, this is basically they're saying, here's our C.J. McCollum. That is what they think of Terry Rozier because it's basically the C.J. McCollum contract. I understand why everybody who hates this deal, including you, Jane, who thinks that even at $13 million, it's a horrible contract. But yet, your boy, and I loved Malik Monk, but at the same time, Malik Monk got a one-year deal for, for minimum for a reason. And that was an unfair shot at Malik Monk, I understand, and I apologize. But uh, don't give me look. I mean, go ahead. I go ahead. I understand why everybody <laughs> hate. Like again, I can understand why the in the business of this, why everybody hates this. They think that he is going to be at bet again. They think he's going to be C.J. McCollum, and I do agree that the two point splits and that outlier beginning of the season is something that can't is 
probably not replicable. But at the same point, who else were you going to bring in here with that money? Because flexibility is all good until don't nobody want to come in here using that cap flexibility. You might as well sign the guy that actually wants to be here. You might as well sign the guy that kind of fills exactly what you need for culture. He set the culture. He's been a part of the culture. And he so far, he's been willing to do whatever the team has asked of him to adapt to. At some point, you do have to reward at least that. I understand that Malik is out the door. I understand that Devontae's out the door. But at the same time, if you're not going to do the guy that's probably sacrificed the most since he's been here, like, who are you going to pay? At some point, you had to pay somebody or else you were going to have everybody in there not believing a single line of what you All said. right, well, let's take a quick break because there's a lot to get to. But first, you need to tell the people not only about your love for Terry Rozier, but also your love for Sweatblog because it's such an amazing product. Guys, there are, again, there are a lot of things in life that I really don't like to talk about. Devontae Graham contracts and why it's not here. There's other things. One of those things happens to be sweat. And some of you know I've personally dealt with the sweat thing. When I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. It is not a pretty sight. Walker has seen it, and he's seen unspilled, like he's seen it too. It's a very embarrassing <laughs> thing of mine. I don't like admitting to it. And that's why I end up using sweat black, sweat block, and I perspirant wipes. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime. Go to bed, and the next morning, you wake up, you wash, and you wash everything because it's a full-body wash podcast, not just the hot spots, and go about your day without worrying about the sweat guaranteed. I know it sounds too good to be true, but I only have to use sweat block once or twice a week. That on top of washing takes care of a lot of things. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat a little bit better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, please tell them to check out sweat block. Get it today, 20% off at sweatblock.com using our promo code locked on, or grab it at Amazon or CVS. Sweatblock, trust me, it'll change your life, especially this summer, fellas. Yeah, Sweatblock is amazing, and uh, we appreciate them partnering with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more Terry Rozier contract extension analysis coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Did you just, we got food at home, Alperine Sengun? You literally just, we We're got not food. going to McDonald's, Nada. We, we do. <laughs> right. Look, I, Eddie Murphy out here. I'm, I'm Eddie Murphy right now, okay? I'm telling you, we're going to chop up the green peppers. We're going to put it in the hamburger meat, and it's going to be good enough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body anymore, whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me who's not an elite athlete just trying to make it through the day tension-free. Theragun can help. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. The OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out, and the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's Gen uh that's therabody.com slash locked on therabody.com slash locked on. Let's get to the Devontae Graham and Malik Monk stuff because look 
some of that is wrapped in here with this offseason. If we're going to look at this as a whole on what the Charlotte Hornets decided to do, we can look at what they allowed Malik Monk to go for the vet men. Even if he took a discount with L.A., he wasn't going to be all that much money on the open market, apparently. I, I can't imagine Malik Monk turned a lot of money down to go with the L.A. Lakers. I'm sure he did some, but not a ton. Devontae goes... Right. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened outside of all of that. If they even but, offered him. You know, I saw you tweet this out, too, when we were talking about Devontae. Mason Ginsburg, I believe, tweeted out he'd rather have Devontae Graham at less than $12 million annually for the next three seasons than Terry Rozier for the next four after this one at almost 25 a pop, right? 24 and a quarter. I, would, I agree with that. I mean, I, I just do. I, I'd, I'd much rather have Devontae Graham at three years, less than 12 million because one, the contract is better. Like, I just don't like this contract in principle. Just even if you just look at it in a vacuum, the scope, what is he worth that value? I would say no. I mean, even last year was a career shooting season for Terry Rozier. And he's going to be 28 and 29 years old, as I mentioned, when the contract kicks in. So now you put in Terry Rozier's contract alongside Gordon Hayward, who was 31 The last two years of Gordon's contract and the two years it aligns with the Terry Rozier, that's going to be 45% of the cap as it projects to 119, not this season, but the year after that, the first year of Terry Rozier's deal, two years left on Gordon, 45%. And that's without Miles Bridges extension. So what are you going to do with him? Yeah, you got some time to figure all that out. And that's cool. You know, you got some time. We'll see what happens. But you also have to think ahead about that kind of stuff. I saw Spencer Percy tweet this out, too, of the BuzzBeat podcast. Does great work. Nope. Hate whatsoever. But he said that Mitch Kupchak has primed them, the Hornets in order to maybe make a trade, which, you know, it's smart thinking, right? Non-guaranteed contracts. Terry Rozier. He's got some nice value right now. Yeah. But does that a contract extension not hurt the value of what Terry would bring to you at a expiring contract already having shot? what he did this season. And then if, if even if you were to let it play out this next year and he does, okay, you don't think a team is going to think twice about who? Yeah, but four more years at that price. And then what kind of package is non-guaranteed deals with Kelly Oubre and Mason Plumley with Terry Rogier um, with a four-year deal now beyond that and then extra picks or however you want to do it, right? Like we don't have to go specifically with that kind of example, but what, what kind of caliber player is that getting you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's just the cap. I, I mean, look, maybe it, it gets you. I do. I, I just that. don't get it, man. Like that, that that's yeah. the tough part for me to understand all of this. Like I get, here's the thing. And this is the bigger thing that I think that they see. They see next year's free agent class, and they were like, you know what? We'd rather sign our own guy. Zach Levine isn't coming here. That was, that's the big fish for next year, and he'll probably still sign an extension with Chicago. Like, Unless you tell me that Zach Levine was headed to Charlotte, I don't see any, exist, uh, any existing reason on top of that. And you keep saying, what about the flexibility? What about the flexibility? What about the flexibility? That's all fine and good until you have to explain to Miles Bridges, who is going to make a decision on whether this is going to work or not, or whether he wants to stay or not. Like, come on, hold off, sign this extension. We promise we're going to figure it out. We're not ready yet. There's only so many times you can keep telling these players, we're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. We're not ready yet. 
at this point, this is the team. You gotta go. So so wait, you so you're you're telling me you're good with Gordon Hayward and T Row making up forty five percent of that cap and full speed ahead, this is our team. What what is this nucleus getting you right now? More than at this point, more than it was the last three or four years. And I do and I do understand the con I do understand why those two taking up forty percent forty five percent of the cap is a big, big deal. I understand it. But at some point, you have to have a show of good faith to not only just the players in there, but the fans, because you can only tell fans, hold on, we're still building for so long before people start getting upset and saying, come on already. You do have to commit. You can't keep sitting on the fence with this roster. And for but I, I would this, argue that Terry Rozier and giving him this kind of contract I mean, I guess it's not fence sitting, but you know what else helps the fans is winning basketball games and advancing in the playoffs, which is the goal that Mitch Kupchak said. Like where you said it's it's better than the last three or four years. God, I hope so. But where is this yeah. team getting you in the playoffs, though? Like, th is this team winning a playoff series? Because it's a lot of reliance on internal improvement. It's a lot of reliance on Gordon Hayward. Either one being nice trade bait to go get something healthy, but no, we're not trading Gordon Hayward. And so now you have to rely on him to be healthy and remain a really good player as he approaches 32 and beyond. Terry Rozier okay. has to continue to hit at this type of level going forward. Like, you know, that that's the other thing, too. People are saying, yeah, man, he's only 27 years old. He's going to be 28 when this contract kicks in. And also he's going to get better. And that that's the defense of Terry. Hey, he, he hasn't shown us his best basketball. I just don't understand where that same energy is for Devonte Graham or Malik Monk. You know, why, why aren't we having that same kind of energy? Malik, I'll give here's the thing. I will give you Malik. Devonte is basically the same age as Terry and hasn't shown he's a year younger really as much. He's a, he's twelve months younger, Walker. Like the thing and, is, and, and twelve million dollars cheaper a year. Yeah, but at this same point, you act like if Terry Rozier didn't hit the open market next year, he wasn't getting. So this. go go ahead, go ahead. Like, and I've seen that and argument made a million what? times. Like, let let him go. You know, that, that's Walker. the thing. People, hey, he was going to get this money somewhere else. Like, I've never disagreed with that. In fact, I've said that a million times on this podcast and 730 The Game that he's going to get $25 million. I, I've used that figure specifically a million times myself. And I was like, let the other team pay him that much. And it didn't oh. it didn't prove to be a good decision for the Horn I don't think it will be to uh, prove to be a good decision for the Hornets to have been. You know what? Okay, we'll just be that team. I, and here's the thing. Let me see. And this is the other thing I had. Let me see what this contract details are. Because if this, if this deal is like partially guaranteed in that fourth year, does that change anything for you? I mean, if it's a team option, I, I, but it's not. It's the max deal. Like this thing is going to increase. That's what, that's what a max deal means. And we can say like it can be misleading when we talk about the semantics of being a max player, right? Like, fine. Yeah. I, I'm not here to argue that. I'm just here to talk about the specifics and what it means to this contract. This thing is going to ascend. So I, and that's fair. And I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying that there aren't pitfalls. I also understand that at this point, the cavalry from free agency probably was not coming. They looked at this free, they looked at the upcoming free agent class and told themselves, you know what? The best free agent that we can sign right now might be Terry Rozier. That's okay for right now. I understand that may, that's just going to have to be okay. I'm okay with 
Terry Rozier being next year's big free agent acquisition because quite honestly, at this point, if they lost him for nothing, because I don't believe that they could have traded him in the midseason because those expiring deals where you get this big bag of picks doesn't necessarily come anymore. These things don't necessarily happen. So if you're going to rely on, okay, if the season goes sideways, we just trade Terry for X amount of stuff and it'll replace everything we have, that doesn't always work either. I understand. Like, I don't want to be the guy that's defending this deal, but at the same time, I'm not going to be the one that hates it. I can't hate it because I completely understand where they're coming from. And understanding where they're coming from and I, is exact is all I'm looking at. at this well, point. I mean, I sure. And look, we, we can understand where any team is coming from on this idea. You know, I think the Chicago Bulls made a massive mistake paying all that money to DeMar DeRozan, but I can understand their idea and that they've got a name that can score a decent amount of baskets and he's a decent playmaker, but I still hate it. Like I get where they're coming from with the Charlotte Hornets. They decided to lock up a dude that has had two career seasons here with the Charlotte Hornets at 27, who comes in and brings the right attitude. Like Terry as a dude, all timer, love his competitiveness. That guy is awesome as just a sheer guy in the locker room. And you know what? I actually do find value in that at 25 a pop. No. You know, and, and the, here's the thing, too, like with Devonte, if Devonte is so hell bent on being a starter and the Charlotte Hornets were like, all right, you know, we'll, we'll trade them and we'll try to get this first round pick that's lottery protected, that is only going to convey if it doesn't hit to two second rounders, then you will have gotten rid of somebody that I think is somewhat comparable to Terry Rozier. The shooting from deep is comparable. The two point percentage was not, but really only this year. Like, yeah, Devontae is awful inside three point range. I, I don't hate the trade as much just looking at it solely from the trade aspect, but it's the effects of we're going to decide to let Devonte go to new Orleans. We're going to decide to let Malik go to LA. Both of those guys are making like what? 15 million combined. No, not even that a year right now. We're going to pay Terry 24 and a quarter million a season. And what we might have to show for all of that at the end of this is a first round pick. And if it doesn't convey, then we've got two second round picks where if you could have kept, if you would have kept Devonte, like get Malik out of this, fine. James Brego doesn't like him, yeah, fine. Yeah. Malik, yeah, he's moving trust on. Him. Yeah. You could have kept Devonte at a similar contract, then traded Terry Rozier, and if this guy was going to go get twenty five million on the open market anyway, then think about how much value that would have had in return. Like that, that that's my problem with this as well. That's and and that's where we disagree. I don't think the return was ever going to be enough to where it was worth it to get rid of Terry Rozier, to trade Terry Rozier. I don't think it was ever going to do it. And again, this comes back to the people aspect of this, man. Like this is where, this is where I completely understand from a people aspect, you're gonna trust, again, if I'm going to trust anybody, I'm going to be the guy, I'm going to trust the guy and give the money to the guy that's done almost everything we asked. And then when we, ta when we talked about money and role and responsibility with his agent, has come back with the thing that sounds the nicest at this point. Because Terry Rozier's done everything. We saw Devontae literally get shook the minute LaMelo Ball stepped into town because he knew his role was ending. I, I, what what some, do you mean? How did he get shook? We saw how he act, He acted completely different. Oh, how, how did like, he? I just, I'm just asking how. Like, I didn't see that. Me, me and you disagree on how he acted because I didn't. 
I mean, that that was, yeah, I saw you tweet that out. That was a little surprising to me about, you know, how that was a bad look. I know there was the article from Jonathan Alexander in the Charlotte Observer that he was looking to go get a prominent role or something like that. My point is he could have had that here. Even with, I mean, James Brega was still giving him a prominent role, but let's say that's a Devante thing, then fine. I wouldn't call that necessarily any kind of character issue or even that he got shook. I just think he put up a pretty similar season to the one that he did prior. Fair, fair. But I honestly, like, I do think that the role Devante was seeking was never going to be here. And I think that's where we disagree. That well, no, I know. I, I just I just disagree with you that that's a problem that it wasn't going to be here. Or, I mean, right. Maybe you're right that it was never going to be here. But I'm telling you, that's a problem that it wasn't going to be here. And they decided to go this route instead. I, that that's the disconnect is that you're cool with this route the hornets took like whether you hate it or not and i'm and i just th- i would have rather taken that other route where we did allow Devonte to be a guy that look may, maybe starting was always going to be tough but also you know terry at that kind of money it's just so much and, and if you can if if look if you're not going to trade him well and that's the other people part about this too like okay we're going to pay him and then hope that he puts the same kind of numbers up next year so he doesn't lose any trade value and if he doesn't then oh god you're you're locked in for four more years like what is what is terry if you get rid of the first half of the season and give him even just a slight bump from the year prior let's say that the splits are something to the tune of like you know 43 and a half from the field and okay. 38 from three 39 from three and still shooting 80 percent on like three free throw attempts per game um, and the two point percentage, let's say that just goes up to 45 rather than to 53. Is that worth 24 million? I, I just, yeah, I don't think it is. And, and this is where I can't argue with you. Like, this is the part where I can't fully argue with you on this. Like, if he slightly improves, he's still getting in that 22, 23 million dollar range. So, what are we really quibbling about? He was going to get something around 22 to 24 million. So we're really going to argue over one or two million per year. He was getting this deal. But here's my here's my here's my question too, and I think that contradicts the the lack of return. If he was going to get something very close to 25, 24 million dollars a year from another team, then why wasn't a trade for him going to get a good return? Because look at what. I guess my, that answer is what. Look at what De, Demar Derozan brought back. Look at what Demar Derozan. You mean for Toronto? Really, for, no, not for Toronto. From uh, San Antonio. Look at what just happened in terms to move that kind of contract. What? It really wasn't that much. It was like a first round and a couple of second rounders, and they were all protected. Like <laughs> the teams that are going to want to add this kind of talent aren't paying much in signing trades essentially to move guys. I don't think the return. I don't think that. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't think that's comparable, but I look, yeah, it's well, yeah, we'll see. All right. We got some more. We, we went over on the second segment. Way over. Yeah, we did. Way Let's over. try to go to a different one. Let's talk about bet online. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at bet online before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device. And you can head to the website, uh, to sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. All right, we got one more segment of Terry 
Rozier contract discussions and arguing and all that good stuff. It's coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. Nada, you asked me about why I don't have the sneakers app and asked if it's that I'm too good to have the sneakers app. And no, here's the thing. <laughs> I, you guys are addicted to this drug that brings more yes. pain yes. than it brings joy. And I, th- that that feeling that you guys get when you are able to attain a pair of sneakers, it keeps bringing you in. And I don't want to be addicted to that drug. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, obviously, I'm not in favor of this deal, okay? Obviously, I'm not a fan of the way the Charlotte Hornets did this, and I want to be. Like, I was sitting there trying to talk myself into it, and then it's just like, no, I just see... You won't let yourself. I too many... Well, no, I, I would love to. I just, I just don't agree with it as much, despite that I do like Terry as a dude. I love the way that he was been able to shoot the basketball, and he really provided a lot of nice stuff. I just never thought paying him this amount of money was ever going to be truly worth it. Let's talk about how it works out, though, because I don't like this is this one I did with the Gordon Hayward deal, too. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't like it then, but I also am not going to focus on the negative the entire year. Right. Like I'm not going to continue to talk about that. Um, You know, I'll mention it a couple times or whatever, but either way, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll move on from this Terry one. But if you want my honest opinion, no, I don't like the Terry Rozier contract that was handed out. But the way that this works is LaMelo Ball continues his ascent to superstardom. Terry Rozier buys in a little bit more defensively because I don't think he's good defender. Terry Rozier's shooting stays the same. Like the three-point shooting, it never dips below 38%. It's all on high volume, which is about over eight attempts per game. His two-point percentage is going to be at about 50. You know, that that's going to be fantastic. And let's see if he can keep that up for the next couple of years. Gordon Hayward stays healthy. You get internal improvement from PJ Washington and Miles Bridges, and you figure out all that contract stuff uh, and, and continue to do so. Um, you wanted to talk about the James Booknight aspect about this and the way that this works also is that he hits because my goal is to win a playoff series and it seems like that's the goal of the Hornets. So that means you're at least going to be the favorite in a playoff series if you get a top four seed. If you you can Agreed. you can pull an upset quote unquote if you get a top six seed, right? Like if you get a seven or eight, you're pretty much going to go down. That's just how the NBA playoffs work. So if you can get into that six seed, maybe you can pull that upset. But even then, you're not going to be considered a favorite. I don't think that what you've done, it doesn't mean that they're done, right? Like, you know, I don't, at least going forward. But right now, I just don't like the money that you've put forth to the nucleus, especially with some of the guys that are going to have contracts coming up. Um, but, but the internal improvement, again, you're going all in on along with Terry and Gordon staying around and continuing what they've done really well, hopefully for years to come. I'm and the thing is, I guess I'm okay with it because at this point, if you're telling me that over the next four years, like, and and I guess I hate to flip it back to you, but I got to ask you this question, like for this contract, for the two contracts, big contracts that are going to take up 45% of the cap for the next couple of years, what do you think is the ceiling for you to say, like, team result? What is the what is the result that makes you feel the best about, okay, they've gotten adequate I think Terry Rozier continuing his good efficiency. Like, I guess you're talking more about individual and, and, and team result. Team result. 
I'm talking simply team, team results. So if if this if this team basically hits, I would say if they win one, if they get to the second round once, make the playoffs three out of the four years of again where this overlaps, the three years it overlaps. I think yeah, that's a I success. think that's selling it short I, I, because. I mean, look, I, I want to win a playoff series. I don't series, think so. You know, for sure. Like, we, we can we can agree on that goal that. of the Charlotte Hornets. But I also don't want that to be our cap. I want us to win a playoff series and also have hope for what's beyond that. Whereas if you lock yourself into a team that can win a playoff series, if everything goes right and they play legitimately well one season, and that's about it, you don't expect them to go forward beyond that, that's what I'll have a problem with. Because the Lamelo money is coming, it, you know. Uh, hopefully, he stays here, right? But that and that won't be till down the road. You still have a ways away before you gotta, um, you know, pay Lamelo. But the Lamelo ball that, money yeah. is coming, and I guess by that point, you're talking about Gordon Hayward's money essentially coming off of the books and whatnot. But but even before then, you got to create an environment where Lamelo has already experienced some level of winning, and. I just don't know that this nucleus gets you over a playoff series. You know, we can do the whole look at the team thing and you look at the playoff picture right now. Brooklyn isn't going anywhere within the next couple of years. Milwaukee's not going anywhere within the Agreed. next couple of years. I would say Atlanta is Agreed. a team that is right. So there's three Absolutely already. Not going anywhere. Miami. Pretty good squad that they've got down in South Beach, but e I mean Kyle Lowry's old. Jimmy Butler's a little old. Jimmy Butler's old. Jimmy Bam Butler's Adebayo's old. not, and Duncan Robinson's, Duncan Robinson's not, and Eric yeah, Spolster's one of the Duncan, best coaches in the it. league. And so I don't expect them to. Boston has now Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and um, a Jalen Brown locked up, which yeah, bad year for Boston last year, but still you got to love the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum duo. It's just a lot of teams that you got to have to pass up and look, crazy things happen, right? Like I don't want to operate as if this is a foregone conclusion on what happens. I just look at the other nucleuses and the way that those other teams have money put forth into those assets and to those pillars of the organization. And I look how Charlotte compares it to it. And I'm like, yeah, I, I like those better as far as where the money is going. The rookie contracts, I, I, I like Miles. I like PJ a lot. Of course, I love LaMelo. He's the guy that's going to bring us above all of this. But when that money starts to come around, you know, it, it, to me, I just don't know what the winning looks like where there's also hope at the end of that instead of just capping ourselves at winning a playoff series. I guess that's where I see it differently from you. And I hate to be the I hate to go to the depressing route after defending this move, but the Hornets are kind of starting from the ground floor in terms of credibility. So if they make the playoffs and potentially win one of those, they get to the second round. Like that's a success to me. This team needs to regularly start making the playoffs. And if all they do is secure that much, it's a win. This team doesn't have the credibility that a lot of people think it does. And I just want to establish the credibility that this team and this franchise and this ownership group knows what they're doing. And I do understand why people want to aim for higher than that. But, but no, and, and that, that's the thing, though. I'm completely fine with and crawling, I, I guess. I, but but I want to I want to be able to run at some point. And I think you're I think you're good with a slight slight jog because we have not been jogging for a while. Again, this team's been working with a broke leg. Literally, broke leg. 
because of everything that they've done before and they don't have the credibility. I think that, and I guess that's where I also kind of understand with this. You got to establish some sort of credibility because if, and, and I guess, and this is me just recklessly speculating, but if the Hornets felt like they couldn't even offer Rashawn Holmes because they thought that he wouldn't sign or anything else like that, that should tell you exactly where the credibility is with this team, league-wide. If that's going to be the case, fans need to understand, and everybody needs to understand, that help isn't coming unless it's via trade or via signing. And the only reason that Kelly Oubre signed, remind, let me just remind you before everyone starts coming into my mentions, is Kelly Oubre was offered at least three two or three times the amount of money because the Hornets were one of the few spots with cap space. I understand that this is not how you typically build a small market franchise. I understand all of that. They are working from behind the eight ball due to previous decisions. I completely understand where they're coming from on this. I and I, like, <laughs> I hate that they've made me defend this because I would like to be on your side, I, but I can't. No, no, I want to be on your side. I want to. I want to. I want to like this. That I, I don't want to be on my side. Don't come over here. It's dark over here. I don't. I don't want to be dark. And look, I mean, here's the thing, man. Lamelo Ball, as long as he continues to improve at a rapid rate, that's really going to help, especially because he's on a rookie contract for a little while longer. Now, you know, if it's it's not going to be a Luca ascent, but if he's anywhere in that realm, then you're talking about after the third season, you still have Hayward and T Row money. Um, that you're still having to pay at least if it plays out like that. And look, I get it's a long way down the road, but that that's just kind of what I'm thinking. You're you're starting monetarily to set some things in place where you either have to trade it and hope that it brings the equal amount of value or something better, or you're going to have to roll with it and hope that's the thing that takes you to the promised land. And I and and like we talked about this off season being yeah. so incredibly important. And I thought maybe we exaggerated that at the beginning, but I, I think Terry Rozier's contract and allowing a couple of other guys that got a lot of minutes for you go, you know, signing Terry to a long-term deal. Yeah. I, it, you're, you're starting to set some things in place with two big contracts on the books for a decent amount of time. And like you do get like, you got to go. And at some point I think that's the thing. Like, at some point, you do have to set some building blocks in place, and they're, they're not the blocks that we would have chosen, but there's probably a reason that we don't understand at this point or just yet why they, set, they chose to set those two blocks in place. Maybe we'll understand one day. Maybe we will understand in five years, but un, for right now, these are the two blocks they've chosen to set around LaMelo Ball for right now. Man. All right. I'm Maybe sorry, we'll everyone, that I don't like this deal because I know Hornets fans, they want to be excited. And look, man, I hope I'm wrong. Like, I hope Terry is crazy efficient and does better on defense and becomes a, a decent ball, a decent enough ball and mover, which, you know, he's inconsistent at that spot as well. Like, I, I just I, I don't want to be like this, but I can't help it. And this is how I feel. And so that's how we're going to end Locked on Hornets today. After the Terry Rozier extension comes through, it's Locked on Hornets on the Locked on Podcast Network. As always, we appreciate your support. Now tell uh, your smart device to go play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. And we will not be with you tomorrow. Instead, 
yeah, we hope you have a great weekend and we'll be back with you on Tuesday to discuss whatever else the Charlotte Hornets decided to do over the weekend. Once again, hope you have a great one.